Hey, hey, hey. Thanksgiving is upon us. I I almost started the show by saying, Happy Thanksgiving. But the truth is, is that as wonderful a holiday as Thanksgiving is, it's not necessarily happy for everybody. Um, in fact, Thanksgiving is such a fraught holiday for people. The family gathering around the table. Uh, it's such a fraught holiday for so many people that on this program, we have done a number of shows sort of aimed at like how to survive Thanksgiving or how to manage Thanksgiving, particularly if you're a deconverted Christian going, going into a, a very religiously oriented household for Thanksgiving. And on each of those programs, I have been joined by my fellow lovely person who comes from a Christian family and is no longer a Christian themselves and therefore goes into those kind of households on a regular basis for holidays, John Wright. And John <laughs> is with me again today. And John, I want to welcome hey, you. Hey, Bart. Welcome you to the- Thank you. Our, I, I guess it's almost becoming our like our like almost annual Thanksgiving show. Yeah, I really think so. We've done a few of them, haven't we? I actually, it's funny, Bart, I thought we probably had done one just about every year about holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I looked and I saw really only two that popped out. I'm sure we've done more, but um, episode 718, which I think was last year, last November, we did one called How Do I Deal With Difficult Holiday Conversations? Very simple title. Tells yeah. you exactly what's in the can, right? And then um, a few years ago, uh, episode 437, we had three separate questions in like a Q&A or Q&R format about navigating the holidays after faith because there's certain things that come up around like the religiosity of Christmas or you know whatever it might happen to be so I th yeah we've done it a lot yeah I remember that and, and and I think one of the reasons that I'm glad you brought those episodes up is because as we were sitting around talking about what we should do this year. Because the interesting thing is the week before Thanksgiving is also a time when people listen to podcasts a lot. Right, right. Driving home for the holiday. And, and so we're like, well, we really ought to release a podcast around Thanksgiving. And I was like, yeah, but we've done that. And so I think it will, I, I, what I want to say is, is if you have anxiety about the holiday season, I want to recommend those two episodes to you. Because that's, we were really sort of going straight at the anxieties that people have around coping with the conversations that come up around the holiday season. Yeah, sometimes people aren't seeing their families all that much. And when they do, or certain family members, you know, mm -hmm. and when they do, it can be kind of uh, tricky. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why this is a movie trope, the holiday meal that goes awry. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I'm you know one one movie uh, that that uh, portrayed this very well was a movie called Leaving My Father's Faith, in which the son of a famous preacher um, told his dad over Thanksgiving. No lie, I haven't thought of that as a Thanksgiving themed movie, but there it is. There it is. That that was exactly when that happened. Yeah, you did it on Thanksgiving. You had yeah. this conversation with your dad and told him you weren't a Christian anymore. 
and uh, it tells the story of that. But I, <laughs> I mean, isn't it funny we're talking about this and you didn't self-apply this like <laughs> idea? Yeah, no. And I mean, it's funny when you were talking about Thanksgiving movies, I was thinking about the one with, oh, who's the the woman who is in uh, the, uh, oh gosh, Emma Stone. That's it. Emma okay. Stone made a really great Thanksgiving movie about her parents coming to her apartment for the first time. And um, mm. yeah, there's just, I mean, th- that would be a whole, you know, if, if this was a film, a film show, like our friend Gareth Higgins makes. There, there's a uh, ton. Yeah. You could have a whole, a whole conversation about Thanksgiving movies. Um, we're right. just going to recommend leaving my father's faith, which, you know, I think we should do every year. Yeah. I recommend that movie at least once. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I got a letter today. Today, I got a letter from somebody who said, I just saw, I found that movie, I saw it, and they were, you know, talking about how much it meant to them and how helpful it had been to them. And I just thought, like, gosh, that movie really, you know, except for the sweater that I'm wearing in it. (laughs) You don't like the sweater? Well, no, it's pretty dated, too. It was a thrift shop sweater even at the time. But uh, (laughs) except for that sweater, the movie is kind of (laughs) evergreen. It kind of is. You know, it's it's um, also one of those things where um, people ask me where you can watch it, and I have to remember. You know, I, I don't even know. But the answer is, and I, I found this out uh, a month ago or so, it, there's an unpromoted version on YouTube now. that you, So you can just type into YouTube, leaving my father's faith, and the whole movie will come up. Yeah. Um, and That's you can watch true, the whole thing right I, there. I, I still prefer to recommend it on Amazon um, only because it makes me feel like a bigger deal. It's, well, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's on Amazon as well. It's all, yeah. Matt, De- <laughs> Matt Dean has a version also that's up on, on his on, on his website that, that's also free. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of ways to watch that movie oh, for okay. nothing. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think even on Amazon it might be free. It may be, or it may be like one of those like two two bucks or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, also I was thinking, Bart, when we opened it up and we're talking about Thanksgiving, we do have some listeners overseas that don't have uh, Thanksgiving. I always like to joke, you know, because I'm from one of those places that we have nothing over there to give thanks for. But uh, that's just a joke. But they do have holiday stuff. So I feel like this conversation is a little bit um, about the holidays in general, don't you? Like it apply it applies to all of these kinds of family gatherings that happen around this time of year? Yes and no. And here's the, okay. the, the, the reason I say no is because Thanksgiving is a particular holiday in as much as, I mean, it, for, for many people in North America, it's their favorite holiday. And when I ask people, what, both religious people and non-religious people, it's their favorite holiday. And, and for both, they say for the same reason, is that it's not, it's not very religiously freighted. Mm-hmm. That that it's you know just like the the virtue of being thankful, and so it doesn't require people to kind of be theologically aligned. In right. in virtually every culture, there's some admonition to pause and be thankful. Whether it's a harvest festival, mm. you know, which is what Thanksgiving sort of grew out of. You know, e- European countries, African countries, like in almost every culture. I think it's practically universal that there is some point at which people stop and go like, phew, let's yeah. stop and just celebrate. We got food. 
Yeah, it it very quickly became my favorite holiday over here. And I never anticipated that because I'm quite an aficionado, unlike you, of Christmas. I do mm-hmm. like Christmas. Yeah. Um, well, I've changed, as you know. You have. But I but that's true. That's true. Um, but I it very quickly became my favorite because it's not it's also not commercial. You don't have to like uh buy things except the meal. You're basically yeah. just eating around a table, and that's the entire holiday. Plus, I thought it was really healthy that Americans who are famously kind of like um, overworked, under vacationed, actually get like four days in a row. A lot of them, not everyone, uh, get like four days in a row to to just relax. And it it, it does kind of, or at least my observation at the time was, this is the one time that people are actually not having to think about much of anything because at Christmas time and other holidays, it can be kind of just busy. So yeah. it very quickly became my favorite thing. But here, if, if, and if, if a listener is wondering like, when are they going to get to like the theme of the show? Like when are they going to mm-hmm. talk about something? Mm-hmm. Here's the theme that I'm sort of focused on right now. Okay. Is that I think one of the other things that's interesting about Thanksgiving and important and valuable about Thanksgiving is that it is a holiday built around an emotion. Mm. It's a holiday. The emotion of gratitude? Gratitude, yeah. Uh, That's an emotion, plain and simple. And maybe because I do a lot of um, therapy, you know, with people, I'm often times struck by how much our daily lives and sometimes our upbringings and sometimes our trauma uh, causes us to try to avoid emotions or to not give them much value or much weight. Mm. And on Thanksgiving, everybody stops. And and some, I know it's sometimes it's it's almost rote, but like there's this moment where where you know somebody stops at the dinner table and says, "Let's go around the table and everybody <laughs> say one thing they're thankful for." Right. Right. Say so now's the the big moment that makes yeah. this holiday different, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, there's usually some teenage, oh god, right, right, you know, right. and 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 there's a grunt, but there's this sense in which when people then do it, something happens, even if they didn't feel like it to begin with. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, the more I do work with people around feelings, what I'm realizing is, is what happens is is that Thanksgiving and that moment of Thanksgiving in particular is a moment when it we we f- we we encourage or we force people to express an emotion mm-hmm. and a lot of times they aren't even aware of or may not even have that emotion until asked to produce it so what happens is somebody's sitting there and they go, like, yeah, what am I? Th- oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess if I have to think of something, I guess I'm, I'm thankful for, for that, that, that job I got. Yeah, that's been a good thing this year. Or, or like, you know, I'm thankful that, that Marianne graduated from, from, from college. That, that was beautiful. You know, and they pull something out of their life and they go, like, yeah, I'll put that on the table. I'm thankful for this. Yeah. And so the act of being asked for it they go in and they dredge something up and then they think, you know, I am thankful for that. Yeah. It produces the, it produces the desired effect. Yeah. 
And so sometimes being forced to articulate gratitude inspires somebody to generate gratitude. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking about this because um, what we pay attention to, like, because Thanksgiving is a day where we stop and go, let's just pay attention to this emotion. Let's pay attention to what we're thankful for um, or to the, the, what, what it feels like to be thankful. Let's experience thankfulness. Let's, let's, let's focus on gratitude. And I, I, you know, I think about like Epictetus, the, the great Stoic philosopher who said, we become what we give our attention to. Right. And, and when I think about like all the stuff I've been reading in that, that, you know, the, the, that book uh, that I'm still trying to work my way through the two volumes of the matter with things, which is all mm -hmm. about brain science and all that stuff. But one of the things that's really clear is, is that whether we're talking about psychedelic drugs on the one hand or um, mental illness on the other, that a lot of our ailments and a lot of our, our are shaped by what we pay attention to. And then in fact, our, our brains are great filters. There's so much information coming at us and our brains filter out all but the information we most need. Right. Which our, our senses would be overlooked. Our senses are constantly bringing stuff in and our brains are like, yeah, yeah, we got to We got to filter this out. And, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of us are negative is because in terms of survival, it's much more important that you remember negative experiences than positive ones. Yeah. Cause the negative ones instruct you, like don't go into that bush. Like, you know, beware of that tiger. Um, yeah. 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 Don't die. Don't die in that way. Don't die in that way. <laughs> and so, and so, but the, but the point is, is that what, what we pay attention to shapes our sense of reality. And if we pay attention to one set of things, reality seems one way. And if we pay attention to another set, it seems another way. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right to say that this is the cause of many of our ailments. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you ever seen that? I, I, you know what? We'll put it up on the on the show notes, but, or, or somebody could just look it up online. Have you ever seen the, um, the video where it, where they tell you there's people in white t-shirts and black t-shirts and they tell you to pay attention to the people in the black t-shirts. Um, and they're all passing basketballs and they say, pay attention to how many times the people in the black t-shirts pass the ball. Okay. Have you ever done this, done this exercise? I think I know where you're going. I do, okay. I do have a vague memory of so, this. So you're following it and it turns out like you, you count, you count, you count. And when, when the video is over, they say the correct number is, and they tell you. Mm -hmm. And then they say, did you notice this? And there's something that happens in the video that I'm not going to spoil. And you didn't see it because you were paying attention to the basketballs. Right. And, and, and I think like life is in some ways like that. It's and the, it's the, way, it's the spotlight of consciousness. Like yes. this is where your attention is and it, and it means that it's not in these other places. And so we love Thanksgiving on one level because we get together with our family and go like, let's all focus on this one emotion and let's, 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 let's focus the spotlight of consciousness on gratitude and people generate gratitude and they become grateful. Um, and, and so, 
and, and they become grateful because there's a forum in which to articulate it. And I think a lot of times, one of the reasons that we don't pay attention to our feelings is because we don't intend to express them. And so if, if, if you just like, I just want to try to be more grateful today. I'm just going to try to be more aware of gratefulness. It's harder to do. But if somebody says, here, I'm going to give you a gratitude journal. And I want you to write down at the end of the day, three things that you're grateful for. The knowledge that you're going to express it causes you to find something. Or the sitting down and writing causes you to like comb through your experience and and and. and refocus, you know, sort of like, yeah. filter, like edit it. You, you, you go through and you're looking for something different than you, than you were looking through when you actually had the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could wax eloquent about this because, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm thinking of uh, recently I, I read, um, I read a short story by somebody who I really like uh, a writer. I really like named Joan Didion. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Joan Didion? I've heard the name. I don't know who that is. She was really, a, I mean, she died just recently and she wrote a book called The Year of Magical Thinking, which is one of the most practical and, and eloquent descriptions I've ever seen of, gri- of grief. Somebody asked her, like, why do you write? And she says, I write. She says, because I don't know what I think until I write it down. And, and you know, Flannery O'Connor said something, you know, very, very similar. She said, I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I'm not that way about writing as much as I am that way about talking. Talking, yeah. But a lot of times I get to the end of um, a, a talk I've given to a group or, or even a podcast episode. And I go like, that is what I think about that subject. And I would, yeah, I didn't know yeah. it until we talked about it. Right. Yeah. There's something about the exercise of sort of articulating it. Expression. Expressing it. Yeah. Yeah. And some people express themselves through art or through music or through, you know, gardening or through work. But, but, but I think in some ways the feelings in many ways I, I shouldn't say it can only be expressed through words because obviously people express feelings in in art and feelings in music and feelings in dance and feelings in in lots of ways. But I think for a lot of us, we don't know what we think until we say it or write it or share it in some way with another person. And so if you don't, if you're not planning on expressing your feelings, or maybe you grew up in a family where they were like, <laughs> You know, don't cry unless, you know, if you're not, if you're not physically injured, don't cry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had somebody say that to me, that that was what their parents taught them was like, if you're crying and you're, if there's not something physically wrong with you, stop it. Wow. Just complete denial of emotional pain. Yeah. And so, so what I'm thinking is like the, one of the great things about Thanksgiving is, is it says to people, many of whom have been shut down emotionally or who aren't connected enough that they have anyone that really wants to hear what they're feeling. And they're like, okay, we're going to pick this one feeling. And we're going to all, <laughs> we're going to put people in rooms together and we're going to express a feeling to each other and connect it to our lives. 
And I'm thinking to myself, that's, that's such a good thing to do. And in some ways I'm, I'm like, we probably need more holidays like that. Like, like we got this one holiday that's about gratitude, but like, aren't there other emotions that need to be focused on? That's an interesting thought. Yeah. That, that, I remember, I, I remember the uh, Festivus for the rest of us, which was all about grievance. Oh, on the Seinfeld TV show. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. Festivus yeah. for the rest of us. Uh, yeah. And there was the airing of grievances, <laughs> right? Yeah, the airing of, yeah, that's right. Hey, that's a useful thing, don't you think? Like, I, I could see that being fun. I, I'm not <laughs> sure that airing grievances is maybe where I would, I, that wouldn't go top of the list for me. <laughs> no, I don't think uh, it would be at the top of anyone's pretty aggressive. actual list. Yeah. No, but, you, but, but I'll tell you what I, I could imagine, because mm. I don't think they all have to be positive emotions. Like, I could imagine a day where people got together and said, hey, each of us lose something every year. Uh, like, like we lose a, a treasured relationship. We lose, we lose a physical ability. We, we lose a, 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 a physical object. Like, you know, I lost that. Marty was telling me today about a coat that she had, that she bought for herself with her own money when she was a very young woman, mm -hmm. just starting out in the working world and somebody stole it. Oh, and how much it hurt her. And she, and she's like, the people at my, at my, my job recognized that I, I, I wasn't making a lot of money and they hadn't, and they all chipped in and they, and they, they gave her money to buy a new coat, but she couldn't find the same coat. Wow. Yeah. And she's like, I loved that coat and I missed that coat. And you're like, so, so, you know, or, or you could miss a person. And so mm -hmm. like, what about a, a day of, uh, you know, a, 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 a lost sharing, holiday where you, you, you know, you get together with some family and friends around the table, you, you eat, you eat a meal and you just go around like, Hey, what's something each of us has lost this year. And somebody would share that and go like, wow, I'm sorry. That, that, that's hard. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, I, I, I can't, um, I can't read without glasses anymore. And it really, I, I miss, I miss being able to read without glasses or, you know, and you can imagine as people get older, the, the, the losses would, pile i lost a friend but to be able to articulate them yeah would be would be kind of nice like you'd feel that you'd feel that shared uh understanding or like a shared sort of consciousness about it and the little kids would be around the table and when they were old enough you know they what they would have lost would be something insignificant like you know i, I lost i lost a pair of mittens i really liked or you know or, or, or I, I you know but but some but then they might go like oh yeah my friend moved away or my parents mm -hmm. got divorced. Right. Or, right. you know, I lost something. And you'd be teaching kids, you know what? It's okay to feel loss. We all feel loss. It feels better when we share our losses. You know, but we don't have a, a dictated time to do that. So I, I suppose some hugely emotionally literate people do, you know, are, are able to do that for each other. On, on, on the cuff, but you know, I don't know a lot of people that are grateful on the cuff, but everybody does it once a year and it's good for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Uh, what other, what other things do you think could be good? What would you call that by the way, if you were to call it a, an, uh, a name of a holiday? Boy, I don't know. You loss know. giving. Or, or, or loss sharing. Thanksgiving yeah. rolls off the tongue. Um, 
but but yeah. So so I mean I, I mean yeah, I got lots of them. You know, I I, I could imagine. I think one of the, you know think about the feelings that if like as a, as a as a therapist when I'm trying to get somebody to be more in touch with their feelings mm -hmm. because that will help them th to then have more authentic relationships or that will help them to to process a, a difficult event in their life. I'll say, hey, look, I, I just want you to go. And at the end of each day, I just want you to like pay attention, and I want you to write down three times during the day when you felt anything. And I said it could be anything. It could be disgust. Like, you know, you saw something, you were like, ugh, that grosses me out. Okay, good. Pay attention to it. Um, it could be uh, beauty. Like you, you saw something, you were like, you, you felt wonder. And you're like, wow. Okay, write that one down. You know, I said, it doesn't have to be like a long journal entry, lots of footage, just like, you know, 12 o'clock, wonder, um, you know, saw a, you know, saw a, 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 the, 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 the light hitting the river. And you go, okay, mm -hmm. just write that down. Or, you know, five o'clock, fury, you know, read this news story. And you just go like, just paying attention going like, wow, I feel a lot of different things during a day. And what I'm saying is like for a holiday, you could just pick any one of those out. You know, like, like imagine a day devoted to beauty. And you say like, hey, we want to go around the table and I want you to just think about what was the most beautiful thing you saw this year? You know, what, what was the most beautiful, gorgeous, like the thing that just gobsmacked you, whether it was a piece of art or a piece of nature I like or that a person. One. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, what, what about a day? And, and, and part of it is that you would, you would dredge up your own. But the other thing is listening to another person, you would learn something about that person in terms of what they find beautiful. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's funny as a therapist, John, I, um, I use a resource sometimes called a, a feelings wheel or an emotions wheel. It's funny when you when you say that I feel like I have a picture of what it might look like but maybe I'm totally wrong. Okay, like you could look it up on the internet and like there would be a thousand images of them that many that are very different. Okay. Um, but what it would look like is some form of a, it would be a wheel and at the center of the wheel it would say I feel and then there would be like five, six, eight emotions around it like the er, the first emotions and, and it would look like rainbow colors. All each emotion mm -hmm. has a different color. So angry would be in red. Okay anticipation, happy, trust, fear, surprise, sadness, disgust, right? Mm -hmm. But then as, as you're rating it out, like angry would, would be a, a one of those eight, right? But then the next circle around anger has like six different subsets of anger. So anger could be, I feel insulted. I feel frustrated. I feel upset. I feel mad. I feel aggressive. I feel critical. So like what they're saying is like, somebody says like, oh, I'm, I, I'm so angry. And you're like, wait, wait, tell me more. What, what kind of anger are you feeling? Like, like, can you clarify that for me? Yeah, it's not enough to say ang angry because it could be so many different. Yeah, you could feel types. insulted. That's one kind of anger. Yeah. Or you, or, or you could Humiliation. Humiliated, yeah, exactly. And so, mm. what it is is it's it, it's a tool that sometimes people use when they're trying to develop an emotional vocabulary. So, the idea is is what would it be like if a group of people, a friendship circle, 
I'm not talking about every time, but I'm saying like, if, if a few times a year they were like, listen, usually we get together and we have the same conversation. Like, how's it going at work? And you know, how are the kids? And you know, like, where are you going on vacation this year? And you're like, let's stop. Let's have this, let's devote this meal to this emotion. And let's talk about how each of us have experienced this emotion this year. I like that. One that came to my mind is affirmation. Like, here's a, a group of people that I care about. And just spending the time to affirm the others in the group. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one. Because oh. I think a lot of people go go without that feeling of like directly being affirmed and supported and I don't know, told that they're you, awesome. I, I'll tell you a story. When I was a kid, young, when I was a young guy, you know, running youth groups and things like that, Christian events, I, I ran this summer program called Kingdom Works. Um, I'm sure there's somebody out there listening who did Kingdom Works. You know, mm-hmm. we had hundreds and hundreds of kids come through Kingdom Works. Um, and they would come to the inner city of Philadelphia and we would put them in teams of eight or 10 people, put them in the basement of a church where they would sleep on mattresses on the floor and they would run summer camps for kids. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot, a lot of stuff about that that I would probably change now. Um, yeah, if you, if you were back there now with what you feel now and know now. and Yeah, a lot of yeah. it's pretty cringy, um, mm-hmm. pretty paternalistic, uh, pretty, yeah, pretty weird. But- yeah, and, and you couldn't do it now because back then the thing that made it work was, especially for the 10 kids that would come and be in the team, is that, you know, we didn't have phone, we didn't have cell phones back then. Right. And so they were like in a world under themselves and they really had to rely on each other. And yeah. they were not best buddies when they got there, but by the end of it, they were still not best buddies, but they were like a weird family. Yeah, yeah. You've been stuck with people. And we would go away for the last weekend and we would do a retreat. And one of the exercises on the retreat was we would give everybody three by five cards. And he said, like, I want you to, I want you to take a, a, an hour and I want you to think about each person on your team. And I want you to write one thing you can affirm about them. And the affirmation can't be like, you, you're really pretty or like, you know, I really, it, ha- <laughs> it has to, it has to be a quality that you have seen expressed in the, in the summer that you appreciate about this person that's meant something to you. Mm-hmm. And they would just write, you know, like, like some, somebody would say like your, your perseverance, like, you know, there was this experience and you just, you, 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 we were all ready to give up and you wouldn't give up and you, you got us there or, you know, your sense of humor or, or your, your kindness, um, you know, or, or, or the, the, and what, so, so we, everybody would write them down. And then, then this was the really cool thing. Everybody would get together in a circle and they would pick one person and they would go around the group and everybody would read their affirmation of that person. And the person just had to sit there and take it. <laughs> and it was really hard. And, and we had rules. Like there was no crosstalk allowed. There's, and, and the only thing the other person was allowed to say was, thank you. <laughs> so a person would say something, say something, and you would be shocked. You would think everybody would end up saying, oh, sense of humor. Everybody would say sense of humor, but no, each person would tend to find something in that person that, that they had experienced. That was Sometimes they were esteemed, but oftentimes they were very different. 
And then they would give the cards to the person. So you would walk away with eight cards of things that people that really knew you mm. had affirmed in you. That's really cool. And here's the story, John. I remember I ran into some people, you know, 10, 12 years later. And oftentimes they would say to me, I still have those cards. And sometimes when I'm feeling lousy about myself, I get them out and I look at them and they help me. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you think about your friend, your circle of friends or your mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. You could do that. Definitely. That would be a hell of a holiday. What would, and what would happen to us, not only if we receive those affirmations, but in the act of like, we'd have to dredge up something about Uncle Charlie, who's kind of difficult. <laughs> and you'd find something. And you go like, well, what about that whole business of like, what you pay attention to is what you become? And what if we became people that ha were a little bit more skilled at looking at somebody and sort of going like, there's got to be something there. There's always something there mm -hmm. that I can affirm. Might, might change the way you walk through the world. Yeah, it's a good thought. That's a good one, John. I like that. What would you call that holiday? Affirmation giving. Affirmation giving. Everything's giving. Yeah, Everything's giving. Yeah. Affirmation yeah. giving. Yeah. How about um, dream giving? What would that be? So it would be like, um, <laughs> like here, here are my... Um, aspirations for the future or like here, here's what I would love to, here's one thing that I would really love to get done or have or do in the next, uh, year. You know, we actually already have uh, a holiday about that and we, we just don't use it very well. That's what new year's day. That's what new year's day is about. Every right. new year's resolutions. You're right? right. You're right. Yeah. But you know what? Calling them aspirations would be much better than calling them resolutions. Right, because the resolution is I'm going to do this. An aspiration yeah. is I might, <laughs> I might get around I, I, to I, it. I, I'd like to do this, or, or, or like I wish I was going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or if, 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 if in a perfect world I would do this, but like, yeah, what? And the weird thing about resolutions is, is that we're a little bit hesitant to share them with each other because, like, we feel like we're, you know, we're setting ourselves up to be a disappointment. Yes. So we have to be careful. Just like with the affirmation thing, you, you kind of got to create some rules around it mm -hmm. so that it doesn't hurt some, so that it doesn't turn out to be a hurt. Cause I remember, you know, one of the reasons that we came up with the rule of like, you don't say anything about the, like a, a person's attribute that they, that they don't have any control over, like whether they're, they're pretty. I just think that I, was really, I, for some reason it really made me laugh when you say that. Cause like. Yeah, they can't, they, they couldn't help it either way. Right. Uh, and um, it's kind of a, a useless exercise. When how painful would it be if you went around a circle and people were like, I really appreciate how pretty you are. You're so pretty. Boy, you're pretty. You're pretty. And the person's going, wow, that's all you see in me? Right, right. So you know, you have to look past the surface. You have yeah. to, in the yeah, when the same way with this, with this aspiration thing, you would sort of be like, hey, tone it down. First of all, and then don't get more excited about somebody's aspiration than they are. Like, you know, you don't have to like, don't go like, well, how are you going to do that? Like, you know, I'll come over and work out with you and, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, adopt their aspiration like, as your own. 
Yeah, don't hijack. You can't hijack anybody else's aspiration. Because that's what I that's what I always used to do, I used to do with my kids. My kid would say like, you know, I kind of like, uh, I, 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 you know, I saw this. Uh, I saw this tennis match. It looked really cool to me. Like, okay, do you want me to sign you up for tennis rackets? I bought tennis lessons. I bought you a racket. <laughs> and you know, and then you take it over and it's like, ah, that's not even my thing anymore. Right. I like that. I like the idea though. Imagine how if you did that. And you know, most of these things, it would be a one-off. You wouldn't do it every year. But like, what if you did that? In a, in a, like, think about the people that are around your Thanksgiving table. And what if you did a, a thing where you talked about what, what each person has survived. It would change the way people looked at each other from then on. Yeah, they would go, I would. didn't know that about you. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that touched you. Some, some people say, yeah, cancer. That was the thing. And everybody would be like, yeah, I remember that. That was tough on all of us. Same way. Like when somebody goes off to war, it's tough on everyone around them. Mm-hmm. And then some people would say like, you know, when I was a little kid, I, I got knocked around by my, by my uncle. And his kids would say, Dad, I didn't know that. And they, yeah, yeah, I did. I haven't thought about, I haven't talked about it much, but yeah, that was hard for me. And it, changed, it would change the relationship. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I think there's something in this, John, is, is that I think that what Thanksgiving teaches us, and one of the, it's like a favorite holiday because it, it encourages us to collectively get in touch with an important emotion. Mm-hmm. And I go like, yeah, <laughs> there's more important, there's, there's other important emotions, equally important yeah. emotions that we probably need to get in touch with collectively. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love the idea. I mean, obviously, you know, on a practical level, they can't all be holidays, but it is a really nice idea what you're saying of like, have taking a time to have a meal with people, you know, people that you care about and go well, like, and you know, pe- pe- here's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. This is the and theme pe- of the meal. And, you know, people, yeah, yeah, a themed, like themed parties, like themed meals. And yeah. you go like people who have left church, you know, I'm, you know, whether it's Mormon, Christian, yeah, some Muslims, who, people, whenever people leave an organized religious community, there's this profound sense of loss. Was it you that sent me that article about Ayan Hirsi Ali? I may have. The Muslim kind of the famous ex-Muslim atheist. Who oh, I did yesterday. This is the one yesterday? Yeah, yeah, who's now yeah. embraced Christianity. Right. And there's no indication that she believes in any supernatural thing. She's just like, I'm looking to be part of the culture and I want some order to my year. I want some order to my life. Like she sort of recognizes that, there's, that there, there, there is value in religious obs- observance. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not going to get into it. I, I don't know her or know it well enough. But what I will say is this, is that there's this understanding that there's something that we lose when we step out of the Christian calendar, you know, that, 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 that has holidays that are built on certain kinds of observances and, and certain kinds of thoughts, thought processes. And you're like, yeah, like, so then, you know, and people say like, what would a secular congregation do? And I go like, well, you, you could just have dinner. And, yeah. and, but not have it be just like, Hey, how are the kids? What's up? Hey. But like, let's, let's build a dinner around an emotion and humanize each other and teach our kids to be emotionally literate and to value, to, to you know, to, to, to value each other and to value the lives of the elders 
I mean, just, just some, there's something there. I think it's super cool. Yeah. All right. I, I'm I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of want to. I kind of want to go down and get out my calendar. Go like, where are I'm, all the emotion emotions going? <laughs> I just want to pick one and go like, yeah. okay, I'm going to do this one thing. Right. We're like, we're, we're, I'm going to create one ritual around this. I'm, and this is like, we're in Sasha S- S- Sagan territory. New rituals. New rituals. Yeah. Yeah. This is really good. <laughs> all right, listen, since- Someone should come is, up with a master list, though, of all of the things that we could do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it would be endless. Yeah. I suppose so. Oh, well, it'd be, it'd be as long as any of your emotion wheels for a start. <laughs> yeah, although, again, I think like, I think the grievance wheel. I don't uh, like. Are you the don't grievance. like the Festivus for I, the rest I, of us. I, you know, it's a, it, it's 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 a good piece of comedy, but I, I, I don't think it would, <laughs> I, I don't think it would actually work out. Hey, but since it's Thanksgiving, since yes. that's what we're up against, yeah, I do. I do. Before we go, I do want to express some Thanksgiving to some some specific people. Okay, um, and that is, that is uh, Patreon Patreon supporters of the show, mm-hmm. and uh, I would say you know who you are. But everybody else doesn't know who you are, so I'm going to tell them who some of you are. And uh, so right now, John, you and I are thankful for Patrick Halleen, uh, Colin Sembello, which is a name I recognize and like, Alex, A-L-I-X, which I'm hoping is a woman, not because if you're a man, it's just fine, or if you're non-binary, that's fine too. I, it's just that like we just don't have as many women um, in the crew as I want. So, um, John, J-O-N, John. And then there's also John Battershell, who is also J-O-N. So we have two J-O-N Johns that we're thanking today. Um, Chad Grell, Spencer Riley, John Holmes. And you know how some people put the funny names in here? I don't yep. know if this is a legit, if there's a guy named John Holmes in the audience, or if it's somebody who is giving anonymously and they've picked the name John Holmes because if, if, they're, if they're about my age, they would know that John Holmes was the most famous porn star of the 70s and 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Holmes was in a lot of movies. Back when, back when those uh, porn stars were actual stars. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, and 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 their movies had actual titles, like, like, yeah. like he was in he was in a movie called um, "The Erotic Adventures of Dick Man and Throbin," um, <laughs> instead of Batman and Robin, and 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 if it in, fa- in fact is a good jokey name, good on you. If this is a person named John Holmes, they're probably like, "Damn it, Bart!" I get <laughs> what I even on humanize me, you are you are messing with me, and I. If, if that's the case, I apologize uh, profusely. Jeff Jeff Bromelow. And by the way, Jeff Bromelow, who spells his name G-E-O-F-F, which is, I have probably five really good friends who spell their name that way. So I, I always have a sort of a special love for people who spell their name that way. Mm. Dottie Berry. Dottie Berry. Which is, I, again, like I, another cool name. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I got for today. Okay. That's that's the list for today. But boy, Beautiful. you know, thank you. And uh and if you're not on that list, but you're but you made it this far in the show, thank you. It's just wonderful to have people that are as engaged as our audience is um with each other and, and with us and 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 just with the process 
of trying to make the most out of this improbable gift from nowhere we call life. For which we're grateful. For which we are most grateful. Um, yeah, and we'll see you next time. And we'll, and we'll focus on a different emotion on Humanize Me. This podcast is made possible by supporters of the show on Patreon. Get an exclusive extra episode every month for less than the cost of a cup of coffee at patreon.com slash humanize me. You'll also get a video newsletter from Bart and some extra goodies. Our patrons make this show happen. So please, if you enjoy it, consider joining us. That's patreon.com slash humanize me. Bart's website where you can contact him is bartcampolo.org. And this episode is produced by Katie Johnson-Smith, me, John Wright, and Bart Campolo. Hey, you could be larger than life.